so me and some buddies we go and and molly was there for this as well um but whenever i was in high school it was a a big fad to go drive through cemeteries and you know see what kind of see what kind of haunts you could get into that type of thing um and so there's this notorious cemetery um near milton it's actually not that close about 30 minutes away called coon hill um and the legend has it there's a there's a brick wall that surrounds the cemetery and legend has it that you know if you get up on the wall and try to walk around you can't walk all the way around because you'll feel feel forces pushing you off the wall um and so we drive out there it's a long haul there's no service once you get there so you've got to like screenshot your maps to get out there super sketchy it's a full moon right and we get out there and i go to get up on the wall and as soon as i get up on the wall there's i see like a pole with a dang camera pointed right at me and so I was going to go around and I said, well, I don't really want to get busted for trespassing. So I jumped down off the wall. And as we're walking back, this you're walking down this dirt road and it's probably half a mile back to the road where the car is. And there's pine trees on both sides and the moon is just beaming through it. And you can, you can see pretty well because it's a full moon. And this dang massive owl I'm talking probably three foot wingspan swoops in front of us, like five feet in front of us. I thought it was a ghoul, man. No joke. <laughs> I thought it was a dang ghoul. That's the fastest I've ever run in my in my life. Um, but yeah, that was that was a fun time. Um, but that's just you know some of the shenanigans we got into in high school. So. That seems dangerous. Um, thrilling is another adjective I would use. How about sketchy? Sketchy would be an understatement. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're alive. I'm glad the ghouls or the police did not catch you, but you also have a history of successfully evading police. So at the same time, I'm not surprised. Yeah, me neither. (laughs) Oh, brother. Well, it's been seven days since we've... Well, that's actually a bold-faced lie. We spent quite some time with one another um, this past week because of the Thanksgiving holiday. And before we dive in, I just want to thank our listeners for giving us such such a Thanksgiving. You know, we got plenty of emails... Uh, We received plenty of emails saying, Happy Thanksgiving, Bo and Brett. We hope your day is wonderful. Um, Some emails even read, You are the light of our lives, other than the Lord, of course. But you have brightened our holiday and united our family. And that's just a powerful testament um, to the work that the quite frankly podcast is doing in the lives of our listeners. I, we received, I'll receive another comment we received. And this was actually in person is this is the greatest podcast I've ever listened to. I don't know what to expect. It's unlike anything I've ever listened to. And I love it so much. And that was another absolutely, um, I'm looking for a word that's not blush, but I'll just... Just flattering. Flattering, yeah. It was a flattering comment that made me blush. Um, and I'm still speechless, obviously, to this day. So, that uh, beautiful. So, tell me about your week. We spent it with one another, but our listeners, they want to know. Yeah, so it was... Um, man, it was jam-packed. I'll say that from the... From the get-go, Monday and Tuesday, I had work. So Molly and Stetson flew up Monday morning so they could spend some extra time with with her side of the family. Um, I was planning on driving all the way from Sarasota to Milton, about an eight, eight eight and a half hour drive. Uh, 
after work on Tuesday, but I got off a little later than I wanted to. Um, and the traffic was just awful at Tampa and South of Tampa. Um, so I got a really slow start and I said, you know what, let me call up old Bo and see if he's got a, see if he's got a place I could crash. And of course you were, you know, willing to open up your, your home to me, which I'm super grateful for. Um, and not only that, you were willing to arrange while I was driving, willing to arrange some, some brothers in Christ, uh, to go to BJ's and get some late night appetizers. So that was, uh, what a blessing that was, you know? Oh, I'll tell you, I was more than willing to arrange. I desired to arrange um, any time with the fellows and fellowship with one another over half-priced appetizers and four-dollar pazooks at the BJ's. It's hard to beat. We'll just put it that way. It is. It's tough. It's um, really unlike any other deal um, that's out there right now, but... Um, after that, the next morning, Wednesday morning, we got up at, I believe, four o'clock Eastern time. And me and you rode together to Milton um, since Jackson was going to be able to bring you back. And I would say probably my biggest regret of the whole Thanksgiving time off was not recording our conversation, that four and a half hour conversation from Gainesville to Milton. Because I think that could have been, I mean, if you people love this podcast, could you just imagine on the Patreon or subscriber-only content, four and a half hours of really unfiltered conversation between me and you, I think we'd make a killing if we would have put that up, honestly. Oh, I could not agree more. Um, and if we had one subscriber-only subscriber, we would have done it. But but right now we have zero. Uh, <laughs> um, so put that into perspective. It's a little sad, but look, it's it's kind of like the merch. You know, you you plug the merch, you plug the merch, you plug the merch, and there's nothing for weeks, right? And then all of a sudden, you start picking up a little bit of steam. Um, and now I think we've amassed over 400 orders just this past week on merch. So... Um, I'm thinking the same thing's probably going to happen with the subscriber-only content. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm just waiting for the ball to drop. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? It's those Black Friday and Cyber Monday deals. Yep. That's what did it. Um, so yeah, got in super early Wednesday morning, which was so nice because you, you get the whole day. You're not you know getting there at lunchtime and missing half the day. Um, that night I had Thanksgiving with uh, my Mimi and Paul and some of my other family members on my dad's side. Uh, Thursday, which is Thanksgiving Day, of course, me and yourself woke up nice and early once again. Um, and we went and shot some basketball because what else are you going to do when there's no work and you're getting up early, you know, to go move your body and, and exercise and whatnot? You go together to go play basketball, and it's really, uh, early in the morning and also really cold. So that was a blast. We'll touch on that a bit later. And that's going to be a, a fun little time. Um, and then of course, you know, Thursday during the day, it was, I think I had three different Thanksgiving meals uh, with my uh, grandma and papa, your parents, and then seconds at your parents' place, followed up by desserts. So, um, Man, it was uh, Thursday is kind of a blur, and I feel like that's probably the case for most Americans. Is you you eat that first that first round, you pile it high, then you go take a nap on the couch, and you wake up and you say, "Ah, I think I got room for a little more mac and cheese, you know, maybe a little bit more dressing and gravy." You know the feeling. Oh yeah, I uh, I was driving back on Saturday, or Jackson was driving back, and I was thinking to myself, did we play basketball on Thursday? Or is that Wednesday? Well, no, we left Wednesday. So yeah, you're exactly right. Thursday does blur. Um, and we spoke together on Tuesday 
and we said, it feels like Friday. So really, our schedules have been discombobulated in the best way possible. But let me ask you this, because last week we talked about our top three Thanksgiving foods, and in theory, that's true until you have your Thanksgiving food. I'm wondering if any of your top three changed this year. Uh, so I think I had turkey, cranberry sauce, and mac and cheese. Um, man, it's really hard to beat those three. I might say this year the mac and cheese was possibly overtaken by the dressing, which obviously comes with gravy. I'm going to count gravy and dressing together. Um, but it's just that that combo with the turkey. You know, it's the perfect it's the perfect sidekick. And I'm not dissing mac and cheese at all, but when you get that dressing in there, it's a whole nother it's a whole nother game. You know, you can you can have mac and cheese any day of the week is what I'm saying. But turkey and dressing is um, that's only Thanksgiving. Hey, that makes sense. Thanks for sharing. What about the rest of your week? Because we still got a few more days left. I know it. Yeah. Uh, Friday, I had blueberry waffles uh, that my grandma makes. They're world famous. Everybody knows about them. Um, and then after that, watched some football. So I'm not going to get into a whole lot of the football sphere because, frankly, that's kind of a blur as well um, for a whole host of reasons. <laughs> um, and then Sunday, which is today, we uh, we drove back. We left early, early in the morning, and someone forgot to tell me that there was a monsoon covering the northern half of the state of Florida. So what should be an eight-and-a-half-hour drive turned into a 10-and-a-half, 11-hour drive due to traffic, weather, and um my nine-month-old son not wanting to be in, in a vehicle for that long. So it was a tough time. And I think from now on, when we make that trek, we'll probably break it up into two different days. It's probably the smartest way to go about it. At least until your nine-month-old son is not nine months old, I'd imagine. Yeah. When we can hand him a, a book or a, you know a coloring book or something like that, and say, all right, you got this for the next nine and a half hours, so choose, choose wisely. Don't draw everything too quick, you know? Um, <laughs> yes. But if you're watching on YouTube and my cheeks look thicker because of the Thanksgiving food, I carry all my weight in my cheeks, man. So when I lose weight, my cheeks shrink up, and when I eat a bunch, I start getting some jowls. Um, so if my cheeks are look swollen and my eyes look as red as, I don't know, an apple, something super red. It's because I ate a lot and I drove for 10 and a half hours today. So, but look, I'm coming here. I'm prioritizing this podcast because I know our fans love it. And frankly, I love to engage with you and our fans. That's a powerful testimony to your dedication. Um, and it sounds... <laughs> It sounds like you've got on a food tour, which is understandable because it's Thanksgiving. You're on vacation. You're visiting the people, your relatives that are older than you, that you grew up being cared for, and they just want to treat you, and they just want to treat your nine-month-old son. And it makes sense why you've been stuffed. <laughs> Here is food just putting... And being placed right in front of your face for, I'd say, the better part of 72 to 86 hours. So, yeah, I'm going to sit here and tell you straight up, look you right in the eye and say, your cheeks don't look thicker and your eyes don't look red. So, it seems as if that basketball has really <laughs> counteracted all this mm. eating. All those calories we burned that morning. It, That's uh, right. It balanced out all the food. I feel like the image that came to my mind whenever you said the tour, the food tour, was um, the Grinch 
when he's in the chair of cheer and they're all shoving the fudge in his mouth for the competition. That's what it feels like sometimes. Hey. You just go to one house and it's like, here's this, eat this. And you go to the next one and it's similar food <laughs> and they just shove it down your pie hole, you know? Mm. I do know. Um, that's why my camera is elevated and that's why I'm looking upward because it decreases the size of my chin because I too show weight in my cheeks first and then it, my off, also I have these things called muffin tops. That <laughs> show. I don't know if I don't know if this is a world known uh, description of the waist, but it could be also too much information for our listeners. But I just want to be transparent. Um, so yeah, the cheeks and the muffins—that's mm. where my weight stores. <laughs> I just can't do much you, about it. I just picture you with the dang, your body is coming down, <laughs> coming down, and some delicious little love handles on the sides. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Brett hasn't uh, gone to church today, and that's being evident, <laughs> evident right now. That's true. That is true. And here I am. <sighs> All righty. Well, let me let me walk you through my week, if you can bear with me. It started on Sunday, well, Monday. Um, this thing that we've been talking about, these videos, these thanks for giving videos, volunteer appreciation, it finally happened. The event happened, two-night event. People loved it, praise the Lord. It was great. Praise God for volunteers. They're critical, if, and if our listeners aren't, or if our listeners are actually listening and not just hearing, you should volunteer somewhere, whether that be your church, whether that be the Salvation Army, a uh, local food bank. Find somewhere to volunteer in your community and bridge build, build bridges with people. It's critical. Second, you kind of described my week as well. The Tuesday through Saturday game plan was very, very similar. I didn't get blueberry waffles. I went to the beach on Friday instead of the blueberry waffles. And we had pulled pork, and it was quite nice. Um, got to spend time with family. All good things. Let me fast forward us, if you'll let me to, to Friday. Well, no, I haven't fast forwarded yet. We're sticking on Friday right now. I set up Christmas lights now. This is one of the great things in my life I get to do each year. Um, and every year I'm thinking, this isn't going to be fun. And every year I get up there and this is like, oh yeah, take me back to the roots. I feel one with nature. I feel one with my childhood. Um, so it was a sweet time up there on the roof, just hanging Christmas lights, getting to see the sights. Um the neighbors were out. They were setting out their Christmas lights. It was just fun for the whole family. Now let me fast forward to Sunday. Sunday is today. I'm on my walk. And as I'm walking down this road, I walk on a paved path that's not the road. It's to the side of the road, meant for pedestrians. And you know what I find on this dead path, on this path, on this paved path? Well, it's literally right in the middle. I could not walk through this. I had to walk around it. That's how much it is on the paved path. And that is a dead deer. It was just lying there. Um, I got up close to it. And I, I didn't see any bite marks in it. Um, I saw some maggots and flies Ooh. hovering it. Doing a little nibble nibble. But... It seemed like it was just, it just died of natural causes, like fell over and passed away. There was no trauma. <laughs> there was no blood. <laughs> so by, nat by natural causes, you need a, a Honda CRV. <laughs> Either that, or it had an aneurysm and just plopped over and passed away. 
<laughs> well, I was going to ask you how fresh it seemed because, um, I mean, if you're walking around, if you're going for a six-mile walk, you should have some sort of self-protection device like a knife. And if you had a knife, I think, hey, you know, maybe I could salvage those back straps. Um, did that thought cross your mind at all? I did actually consider, so I, I have a belt, and I did actually consider tying its legs to my belt and dragging it home. <laughs> but I didn't do that. But I mean, that could be, that could be food for, what, six weeks? At least take me to the new year, you know? Oh, easily. Just for you? Yeah. I mean, obviously, with the maggots and everything, it's kind of a a done deal at that point but if it's fresh could you imagine the people at your apartment complex you're dragging oh, yeah. that thing up the stairs you got blood on your face they're like what the heck like i just found this just deer it got hit by a honda <laughs> yeah. crv you should have seen it it was wild <laughs> yeah you just never know what's gonna happen on those walks there's plenty of strange things that have happened um i i believe i shared this on this podcast but one of my walks I went on an adventure and it just opened up to these multi-million dollar homes. So it was like, you just never know what you're going to find. There's another one of my walks where I venture into this uh, abandoned neighborhood and there's a little graffiti. It seems as if it had been taken over by uh, witches or Satanists or some some type of strange religious group that... I don't really want to be a part of or mess with, honestly. So I ran away. So it's just that kind of stuff that these <laughs> these walks might take you on. And so, wow, maybe, maybe the deer, maybe I should have taken it. Fed. Maybe the deer was a Satanist and Ooh. he got got, you know what I'm saying? Maybe the Satanist well, said, all right, bro, you're next. I'll tell you this. The deer was lying on the paved path that was near that abandoned neighborhood. So there's just no telling, and there's maybe certainly were, no security cameras. Maybe they were looking for the blood of Katsakotl. And maybe they sacrificed Tom, this dang deer, Maybe dude. Tom Lane's group meets at that place. Oh, now that I think about it, there was a round of mushroom soup around his body. It's dang Bohemian Grove GNV, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. It ain't nothing to him, man. Oh. So that's been my week. It's been an absolutely excellent week. Um, I really I really don't know what could have made it better. Um, so, yeah. Powerful. What do you think? No, I think it's, uh, you know, you look back on the holidays and I think everyone hopefully looks back and says, you know, it was an incredible time with the family, just valuable, valuable time spent with everybody, connecting with folks that you really don't live too close to. Um, at least that's how I look back on it. Um, may have gone a little overboard with the food, if that's possible, but as far as the connection with the folks that we fellowship with and our family members who we also fellowship with um top notch can't be beaten you know what i mean and i hope to do it again at christmas so yeah absolutely and that's the cool thing about thanksgiving is when you see your family and you're like it's been a it's been 11 months since i've seen you and when you go to say goodbye you say oh it's only going to be one more month before I see you once more. Right. So that Thanksgiving is like a it's a buffer for what's to come, or a or a teaser for what's to come. Perhaps is the better way to say it. It, it makes you wonder why why didn't the federal government set one of these up in like the middle of the year? You know, they're like, oh, we'll, we'll do November and December. You're like, okay, so January through October, we're just what gonna work ourselves into the grave until the holidays roll around. I reckon. And isn't that the fascinating thing? Because obviously Jesus was born precisely on December 25th, so we had to celebrate it that day. And obviously 
the pilgrims were thankful on the third Thursday of November. So we have to celebrate it that day. Only that day. So those those two are, are locked in. What right. makes me wonder is why not take a week for Easter and gather the family for that? Why don't we prioritize the resurrection of Christ incarnate, you know? Look, I think we've had this discussion before previously, but um, I love Christmas. It's my favorite, but from an importance level, Easter should probably get a week. Christmas should probably get maybe half a week, you know, as far as time off, you know, federal government pulling strings and things like that. Right. And I'll I'll say this much. Um, I know this for certain. Jesus Christ, the person, would not have been killed and resurrected if Jesus Christ, the person, was not born. So I think Christmas and Easter have to be related. And what's funny is, is Christmas, that if our listeners didn't know, the birth of Jesus did not happen on December 25th by all historical estimates, right? It happened more so in the springtime. And you know what happens in the springtime is Easter. So what if, I'm just throwing this out here, what if Jesus Christ, the person, was born and resurrected on the same exact day 33 years later? I think you're starting to blow some minds. I think there's folks driving to work right now and their eyes just roll back into their heads and they like swerve off the road. Like, you know, that's really, I've never thought of it before. I, again, I don't know much, but I just like thinking about that kind of stuff, you know, why not? We've said that. Um, and if it's historically inaccurate to guess that, then I will happily rescind my guess. Um, and I will go back to, Jesus was born on December 25th, 100%. But that's just a little food for thought, if you will. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So to close out the week, we hope, well, we're not closing out the podcast. We just want to close out this section of the podcast. I truly hope you've all had a great Thanksgiving And I say that recognizing that there's at least one of you who hasn't had a great Thanksgiving. And I'm sorry. Can't do... There's no words to express. um, There's no words to explain anything, honestly. It's just a, hey, we're here for you. Um, If you need anything, don't hesitate to reach out. And we hope that there's a healing journey for you in that we can be a part of it if that is in the Lord's will. So, yeah, Brett talked about basketball a little bit, and we did this for you. Actually, one of our faithful listeners, shout out to Patty Peacher, also known as Aunt Patty, recommended that we do our free throw challenge. And so we did our free throw challenge with a couple of twists. So watch this with us. 99 free throws in a row. That's right. How are you feeling? Uh, demoralized. I, my guess was 35, currently sitting at 29. Okay. Uh, so I've got a chance to get to the 30 mark here. We'll see what happens. The odds are obviously against me because I'm you know, currently in the 20% range for f- shooting free throws. So... I guess we'll find out. All right, show us your best shot. This is for all the marbles for 30, which will still not hit your goal, but we'll still get a good try. Oh dear. That was <laughs> that was absolutely amazing. Yeah, um, um, 
looking back on it, it kind of brings me brings me to tears a little bit. You know, you go through and you shoot ninety nine free throws, and you've only hit twenty nine. I think that's pretty pitiful. But like I said, basketball is certainly not my sport. And you could see, you know, that final shot there was absolute brick, and there was more of those than I would, you know, care to mention. Hey, I'll tell you this much. A hundred free throws in a row is harder than one might think, um, especially at 4.30 a.m. in the morning. Um, so... You guessed 35 on our podcast with Orca. I guessed 70. Let's see what we do. So we're currently here with Bo Martin. We have shot 99 free throws. How do you feel about this last shot? My arms are a little sore. My goal was 70. I'm currently sitting at 58. All right. And so I'm not too happy, but... Why, why, uh, who cares? I know you don't, so let's get this done. That's how I feel. All right. All right, so we're sticking at 58, and that's, we're calling it a day. On to the three-pointers. Oh, boy. And that explains that. I mean... I I felt pretty good about 70. If I'm going to be totally transparent, I thought I was undershooting myself. I thought I would hit more just because I thought I was better than what <laughs> what I am. But here's a lesson in pride, ladies and gentlemen. Um the pride comes before the fall and on Thanksgiving of 2023, the fall happened. I am terrible at basketball. I've lost my touch. If you ever have a basketball team and need a good player, don't reach out to me. If you need a player, reach out to me. I'm happy to play, but I will not be good as seen right here on the Quite Frankly podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. You have any thoughts about that atrocity? Well, I thought it was interesting that you guessed 70, I guessed 35, and on our uh, our Orca Energy Water episode, I made a comment that that's exactly half of what you have. So I'm here. I think I'm probably half as good at basketball as Bo is. Um, And that turned out to be exactly right. You got 58. I got 29. And we're, you know, I'm splitting it in half here. So honestly, the, we got the ratios kind of spread out perfectly there. If you look at it. Yeah, and that's a good lesson is numbers don't matter. It's the ratios that do. Um, oh, yeah. We'll make that, put that on a dang shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's game time. Shout out the merchandise team. All right, so we're moving to three-pointers because we couldn't just stop at free throws. We wanted to add a little twist, so watch this. We are here with Bo Martin. We have shot 29 three-pointers all around the arc. Bo, how are you feeling about this last shot? I'm feeling pretty good. Um, the corners have been my best. My wings have been my worst. And so, whatever, take that for what you will. <laughs> but we got to hit 13. Otherwise, this is a failed project. So, here we go. Oh, that's gorgeous. So, we hit the 13 out of 30. Um, that's about what I thought I would do. Uh, if I if I was being honest, I thought I'd make a little less after the free free throw debacle. So I was pleasantly surprised at that performance. Your uh, your wrist action was beautiful there, holding the wrist. I thought was uh, I do that after I miss shots. So it's kind of you know we've gotten different approaches to the game i think um but yeah no i was impressed that you made 13 honestly not because you're not good at basketball but because of how many i had made um and we'll you know see that here in the next video 29 consecutive three-pointers all around this place and right here we have a man who has made five out of 29 how are you feeling about number 30 well the rim has been 
it's been just so bad to me, honestly. Also, I, I think I may have jammed my, my finger there. Um, so that's got a lot to do with why my percentage is a lot lower than what it typically is. I'm usually like an 80% uh, three-point shooter. So, you know, we'll see. I'm going to probably get to six here whenever I drain this. But, um, yeah, that's just kind of where I'm at right now in my life in general. <laughs> so, All right, show us your best shot here. He's done it! <laughs> oh man. So if you're if you're listening and not watching on YouTube, he did not he did not do it. Uh, um but you could get a little look at his follow through that he was talking about. And it was beautiful follow through. What do you have to say for yourself? Yeah, I think um you got to start off with an excuse, right? You've got to set that up so that if you miss a bunch of shots, oh, my finger's jammed, you know. Um, so that's just a little secret whenever I step on the court is automatically, as soon as you get out there, hey, I did legs yesterday, so I'm feeling a little wobbly or, you know, I sprained my wrist a few weeks back, so my shot's going to be a little awkward. Um, so that was kind of step one there. And the rest of it, you know, I'd love to get some comments on my technique. I've never really known how to shoot a basketball. Um, so you'll notice I approach the shot with a bit of a hunch in the back, uh, shoot the ball over my head. I can't see the ball at all whenever I shoot. Um, and then, of course, after you miss the shot, you laugh and you know show off a bit of the double chin. So it's honestly, I went to Steph Curry's three-point shooting camp, and those were all the lessons that I picked up. Um, unfortunately it didn't work out for me on that last shot. So, well, maybe Steph Curry's bad teacher. It was only like six grand, I think for the video series. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's helped my, helped my shot a bunch. That's a good word. That's, that's pretty cheap actually. All right. <laughs> Moving to half court shots. We're not done yet, folks. We are here with our final challenge of the morning. We are doing half-court shots. We have, we have shot nine thus far. And, Bo, how many have you made, huh? I've made two. Um, I would like three, but I would be satisfied with the results if needed. And so, here we go. All righty. That's way left. But it was the right distance, you know, so <laughs> Oh dear. I love the uh, as soon as it leaves your hands. Oh, that's way off. <laughs> sometimes you can just see it. Well, you can feel it coming off your hand and then you see it and you're like that is an atrocity. Um, but the distance was there. It was just way off target. So, I got to work on that for next year. Alrighty. Well, let's see. Uh, let's see how I did on this uh, this half court challenge. It goes uh, about as you would predict. <laughs> Nine half court shots in a row now. You've made how many? One officially. Uh, I had six others that were called back, unfortunately, because I used <laughs> the the glass and I didn't call it. So we're not going to count those. Uh, but officially, I've made one. All right, how are you feeling? Do you think you can get two? I think I can get two pretty easily. Um, like I said, I've hit the glass and, and made six others, so um, at this point, just trying to take a little bit off, see if I can, you know, go nothing but net here. All right, show us how it's done. All right. That's, a, that's close. So step three here of not being good at basketball is when you miss a shot so bad that you don't hit the rim or the backboard and you actually miss the backboard by about five feet to the left. That's when you kick it into humor mode. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I wasn't really trying, but I'll do the silly little dance afterwards to make everyone forget that I just, you know, missed that shot. So... um but yeah, did you think I was going to get closer than that? 
I'm, it's a miracle I made one, honestly. I thought you were going to make it. I had full faith in you. Well, 99% faith. <laughs> and that's why I keep you around, honestly. You're the only one. I'll say that. <laughs> hey, if I can be the one to anybody, if let me rephrase this. If I can be anybody's one, I want to be that person's one. So I am absolutely honored to be your your one. <laughs> I appreciate that. All righty, let's continue. Brett said final segment, but he didn't know what was coming. I lied. Well, folks, we are shooting full court shots. I lied when I said that the half court challenge was our final challenge. So we have we have shot two full court shots, mostly full court from this little area here. Bo, how many have you made and how are you feeling? I made zero, but I'm feeling optimistic for this third one. You know, I came close relatively from the, this spot right here to the goal. I came closer to the goal than where I was before. So this third one, there's no reason not to make it. All right, let's see what you got. That was dangerously close, my man. I really thought we were walking off there. I thought it was going in, if I'm being honest. Dude, it um, was so close. It was so close. It was the it was the best best attempt of the three. So our listeners got to got or our watchers got to see that. Um, but again, next year we do the same thing. I'm willing to bet we improve. Oh, for sure. For sure. Let's see what you did here. Full court shot. You've hit two. Well, you've thrown two. I've thrown two. How many have you made? I've made zero. But look, it's been a discouraging morning uh, from the free throw line. Really, every shot I've taken has been zero confidence behind it. Um, but look, all my sins can be forgiven right here if I make this full court shot. So let's see what happens. Show us how it's done. my life on the basketball court baby that's how i do it <laughs> what was that shot how did it feel coming out of the hands here this is what i'll say it was about as close as the half court shot since you've all seen the half court shot way left way short i seriously considered doing the the one hand chuck almost like a hook shot uh but i went with the more traditional two-handed uh you know, kind of push there. Um, either way, I ran around like a fool a little bit after the shot, but it it wasn't anywhere close. So that's kind of the moral of the story there. But next year, it's going to be so much better. It's going to be like really close to hitting the backboard probably instead of just missing it completely. And then maybe yeah. in five years, maybe I'll hit the rim the more I try. Oh, and that's going to be a glorious day. Maybe we'll have a crowd of listeners around us. Some of our faithful followers and fans. I could just imagine it, dude. It'd be so good. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's it for our basketball segment. Brett, take us away. Well, I would like to to bring up a topic that's near and dear to both of our hearts. Um, and it's a, a little product that you can pick up at flobo.com that's spelled f-l-e-a-u-b-o.com um, and it's this gorgeous pillow you see here over my shoulder um, and it's two really handsome gentlemen uh, sporting turtlenecks um, and they're quite literally on top of the world here uh, with a cityscape in the background it is a moody dramatic and dare i say sexy um photo of these two men uh it's me and Bo, and we're rocking turtlenecks and quite frankly we, we put this pillow out and this this is the cover art on our song turtleneck nights which is a a gorgeous little little wintry vibe song but um 
Yeah, I think this is a pillow that is going to be a mainstay in every American household probably in the next year or two. Um, and if you get it now, then you'll be ahead of the trend. So, And you do dare, just so you know. You, do, I do dare. That's right. I'm a daring gentleman, hence <laughs> the uh, fake glasses and the turtleneck that I'm sporting. That should be enough to tell you. Hey, this dude's willing to take some dares, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. What are we if we don't take some dares in our life? That's right. That's right. I'll tell you this. I just want everybody to have that pillow. Not because of the money, not because of the fame, but because I believe it creates a warm, welcoming environment. And it'll improve the quality of your home. It'll improve the conversations that occur in your home. That's what I think. It, well, it's certainly a conversation starter. And if you play your cards right, that could kind of lead into a little gospel presentation there. Um, if you're really looking for that, I think personally. Um, but, you know, not everybody's looking for that. But if you are looking for it, I think it's a pretty easy transition. So um, there's really no reason why you shouldn't go buy this pillow. Um, and I'm actually going to be uh, giving one of these pillows away as a, as a white elephant gift um, here in the next week or two. So I can't wait to see people fight over it and use all their steals on it. I think it'll be um, probably the hottest gift in that game. I could not agree more. Um, I'm not a part of that game, but I look forward to hearing about the results on the Quite Frankly podcast. Now, let me share a result with you, if you'll allow me to. We posted a video, um, and we we got some good comment. We got one good comment, and I'll just read it. We talked about uh, little Taylor Swift. We'll be quick here. Um, PNT. Matai says, what are you even on about? Number one, why would she lie about what she sings? And number two, even if she would, what effect would it have on anything whatsoever? I doubt that if Taylor would sing things that, that didn't happen about Jake Giggleballs or any one of her exes, they wouldn't defend themselves. Get a life and stop making podcasts nobody listens to. Now, if we heard that the first time and we weren't so thick-skinned, one might read this and begin to cry tears of sadness. However, we read this and began to cry tears of joy because we see PNT.Matai as a potential person to carry on the legacy and share about the movement of the Quite Frankly podcast. So what do we respond? Rodrigo responds, this must be Taylor's burner account, which uh, Rodrigo is a legend for this comment. No doubt, no doubt. And then pnt.matai replies, this must be a no-lifer living in his mom's basement account. So two things, two quick things. Obviously, pnt.matai has been hurt because as we've learned Hurt people, hurt people. Second thing is Rodrigo is quite possibly, he lives in Los Angeles first off. He lives in a $600,000 a month apartment. So I, I've never met a mother's basement who charged $600,000 a month. But once again, PNT.Matai, you know more than Rodrigo does apparently. You have any thoughts? Well, I just think first and foremost, I think Rodrigo is just absolute savage for this. I mean, this is why we pay him the big bucks, really. Um, he, you know, produces our podcast and a couple others, but Dad Gum, when he's got a response like that, he's worth his weight in gold. You know what I mean? <laughs> he doesn't get any better than that, honestly. And this dude just, oh, the response was so predictable we knew the guy was going to get hurt and he starts talking about you know podcasts that no one listens to 
Uh, dude, I could send you a screenshot of our demographics and and uh, statistics, bro. We've got like forty five listeners a week, so I bet he couldn't even find forty five contacts in his phone. You know what I mean? Oh dear, oh dear. That's left me speechless. PNT Matai. Um, once again, you've you've only fueled our mission to love generously and love deeply. And if you're watching this, I want you to know that there is no more generous love that you'll find than from the two of us and Rodrigo. More power to you. Keep up the work, my friend. Um, now with the Christmas season rolling around, there's something I want to put on the radar of our watchers and listeners. Brett and I, we've been thinking about a challenge of sorts. And it's a challenge that lasts from right this instant to Christmas Day. That, you're looking at around 27 days, if my math serves me correctly. 28 days, perhaps, is the more accurate play. Either way, in that time range, Brett, share us with us the challenge that we are challenging ourselves and would like to challenge our listeners as well. Yeah, so we've talked previously about just the huge positive impacts that exercising every day gets, um, and that exercise can be walking. uh, It could be running a marathon. You know what I mean? It could be anything in between that. Um, so we want to challenge you guys as sort of a, a Christmas challenge and we'll be doing it as well. Um, but we want to set aside 30 minutes of exercise time every day. Um, and then on 20 of those days, so five days out of the seven day week, um, we want to challenge you to do an exercise that's more rigorous than walking. Um, so, you know, it could be weightlifting five days of the week and then the two days off you could do kind of a regeneration, just, just walking. Or um, if you're an overachiever, you can do weightlifting seven days a week. You know what I mean? Um, but I think the heart of it is, look, from a physical standpoint, Thanksgiving, it really did a number on all of us. Let's be honest. And Christmas is coming up. It's not going to be much better. So I think we utilize the time in between that um, to set some goals and just, you know, keep each other accountable and, and go and get this thing. And I think whenever the clock strikes midnight on the 24th, I think if you've pushed through with this, um, I think everyone's going to be better for it. Um, and I know Bo, you had mentioned possibly adding, uh, a little quiet time aspect in there as well, if you'd like to do that. Oh yeah. This quiet time, it's it's a 30-day challenge. Um, it can start in December or it can start with this challenge. It is, you're looking at the prophecy and then you're looking at the prophecy fulfilled of Christ's coming to this earth. Um, so I think it'll be sweet. We'll link all this on our website, flobo.com slash quite dash, frankly, dash podcast. But I'm excited for it. It's going to challenge me, um, and it'll be good. Now, if you haven't gotten merch, today is Cyber Monday um, when this podcast releases. So it's a great time to buy your Christmas gifts. And one of the sweetest Christmas gifts you could get for your family, children, wife, husband, grandma, grandpa, aunt, uncle, cousin, brother, sister-in-law, name them all, is a Quite Frankly Podcast crew neck sweatshirt, a Quite Frankly Podcast t-shirt, a Quite Frankly Podcast fill-in-the-blank. Once again, you can find that on the website. You know what else you can find on the website? Is a subscribe to our mailing list. We're trying to roll this out. We want to connect with you personally, intimately, and romantic not romantically, deeply is what I meant to say. Um, and so... Count that as an opportunity to connect on a personal level. The other thing you can do on our Spotify channel is leave a voice message for us. <laughs> and let me tell you, there is no 
other person, no greater person, I'd rather leave a voice. I'd rather leave us a voice message than pnt.matai. If this man, if we can get this man to leave us a voice message, I would love it. I mean, it would be the greatest Christmas gift in the history. I don't know if that's true or not, but it would be amazing. So that's that. That was really rapid fire, three quick next steps, but all those next steps, we're going to get to connect with you more deeply, and we just want to be a community with you, our listeners, and learn how we can serve you better. Now we're wrapping up. We, we're, we're on a timeline. We're pushing the timeline, and we're being very inconsiderate of our listeners one hour a week time. So, Brett, tell me a song that has been speaking to you. So on our drive back today, I was thinking, you know, what's what's the song of the week? What have I been jamming to? Um, and there's a song by Charity Gale called Thank You, Jesus, for the Blood. And I was thinking about Thanksgiving. And, you know, you go in your mind and you think of all the things you're thankful for, like family and health and friends and, and everything else. Um, but I think when it really gets down to it, I think... Oftentimes we think about the things that we can see that we interact with every day, you know what I mean? Um, I guess physically, but uh, I think one of the most important things that we have to be thankful for um, is Jesus coming down and dying for our sins, you know? And so I was listening to this song today as I was driving, and it's really the lyrics are just, uh, I know a lot of Christian songs have some sort of gospel presentation, but I think this one does an excellent job of not, you know, it doesn't beat around the bush. It just goes right to the heart of the matter. No mumbo jumbo. Um, it's a great one. It's it's uh, going to be a great addition to our SOTW collection. Oh yeah. That's a powerful reminder. You know, I think any kind of reminder of the sacrifice that Jesus made, really that God made. I mean, he's killed his own son. Now put yourself in that shoe with your nine-month-old son. Would you be willing to do that? That's a rhetorical question, but my answer would be no right off the bat, you know. But it's, it's there's just so much to dive into, right? You have to be obedient. So ultimately, the answer would have to be yes at some point. Anyway, we're running out of time. You just fired me up with your with your gospel song, baby girl. Um, <laughs> my song of the week is Lilies by Cade Kellum. Now, this guy's new. I discovered him recently. Get this. Nine months ago, I was thinking about transitioning my style of music to jazz, Christian jazz, because I felt as if there was no existence of the Christian jazz scene, because I'm a big Michael Buble fan, and I was feeling some inspiration, you know? Nine months later, I'm scrolling on my TikTok, and I come across this lad named Cade Kellum. You know who he is? He's a Christian jazz artist. Now, if that isn't something divine, because what takes nine months? Nine months. It takes a baby to come out of the water proverbial water if you will and nine months later Cade Kellum blossoms into this world into my world and Lilies by Cade Kellum is my song of the week because it's Christian jazz it's smooth and it's sweet Um, and that's it we're over time and since we're over time I'm just gonna go ahead and ask you do you have any closing thoughts no closing thoughts I'll uh, I'll let our listeners get on with their day all righty. Thank you for your faithful listening. Thank you thank you for having a great Thanksgiving with us. And as always, we love you deeply and we love you oh, oh so generously. And we'll see you in seven days. <laughs> <laughs>